Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. From Variety, I'm Michael Schneider. Comedian, Daily Show correspondent, and Crazy Rich Asians co-star Ronnie Chang grew up in Singapore, where the animated series South Park was banned when it first launched. Of course, that just made him want to watch it even more. I was living in Singapore when it first came out, and it was banned in Singapore. Oh yeah, because of the content, and that made it even more like like what what is this cartoon that got banned in Singapore? <laughs> What's going on? And so now I don't know what the vibe is in America, but when I think of South Park, I think of kind of controversial crude jokes and humor but it's actually so much more than yeah, that yeah. you know it, it's not about poop jokes and um, you know whatever like cringe humor it's actually very like high level satire yeah especially I, I like to tell people watch it from if you don't like South Park or if you're trying to get into South Park watch it from present watch it backwards yeah. don't watch it from the start to the finish watch it backwards you actually have a better time watching it backwards because the issues you see the contemporary issues played out yeah. in the episodes more you know yeah. so I actually watched South Park backwards like because I wasn't I, it was always on my periphery but I never got into it when I was in college in university uh-huh. and and then I watched one episode um, kind of like the latest episode and then I watched it I was like oh my god this is great and then I started watching backwards Yeah, and it was like amazing. Oh, it's like a reverse binge yeah yeah, yeah. reverse binge it, South Park I believe you reverse binge if you if you've never watched it before or you're not you've you've kind of Fallen off it. Watch it backwards. Don't you know? You don't necessarily have to watch it in order. Yeah. Unless yeah. it's a part one, part two, and then obviously you gotta watch the part one before the part two. Yeah. But, but watching it backwards actually gives you appreciation for how immediate it was. Yeah, that's a great idea because yeah, a yeah. lot of a lot of the stories are very contemporary yeah. because because of the way they were able to flip the the animation so fast. Yeah, six days. Six days yeah. to air was the documentary about South Park. I yeah. don't know if people know that there's this is documentary called Six Days to Air, and it's it shows them writing animating voicing the episode and then airing it they yeah. turn it over in six days and that was what 10 years ago you know what i mean yeah, the, the, yeah. yeah so i don't know what the technology is like now but back then they 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 were able to figure out episode and you watch them writing and i guess i can relate because i wrote my tv series yeah of that idea of like you know five five people in a room just trying to figure it out and yeah. you have six days to finish the project and it literally takes like four days to write out the episode and the first three days there's nothing Yeah. and then you're like oh it's over yeah. we, 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 we f***ed ourselves because we can't come <laughs> out with a new episode and then suddenly something clicks and then it works and then it, you know it, yeah. yeah like the, the, the spurts of creativity you wa- watching that documentary is very interesting you know so I'm Michael Schneider and on this edition of the podcast we talked to Ronnie Chang about his comedy influences including South Park as well as his Australian sitcom, Ronnie Chang, International Student, now streaming on Comedy Central's app. It's another edition of My Favorite Episode. Come on down to South Park and meet some friends, man. My favorite episode's about to start. Cause you're my favorite episode. My favorite episode. Coming real, it's the next episode. Ronnie Chang was born in Malaysia, but grew up in both New Hampshire and Singapore before going to law school in Australia. 
It was his experience down under that inspired the Australian sitcom Ronnie Chang International Student. The show, which was nominated for a 2018 Australian Writers Guild Award, stars Chang as a Malaysian student who's come to Australia to study law, even though he doesn't want to be a lawyer. He's also currently on the big screen in Crazy Rich Asians, playing Eddie Chang, Nick's status-obsessed cousin. And of course, he continues to serve as a correspondent on The Daily Show. IndieWire recently sat down with Chang to discuss his show, as well as Crazy Rich Asians and his favorite episode of TV of all time, the 2006 South Park episode, Make Love, Not Warcraft. Yeah. I mean, we're at peak TV and you're asking me for my favorite episode. Not even favorite series, but favorite episode. That was yeah. tough. Oh, I'm getting specific on yeah. you. It's yeah. very tough. Yeah. Um, it's a good question as well. Yeah. Because yeah. you can tell a lot about a person by that. You know, when you asked me, I was like, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. like, a, yeah, exactly. I'm putting yeah. you on the spot. Yeah, so, absolutely. So. I mean, but I gave you time. Yeah. You, well, you gave me two hours. Thanks a lot. But, <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, for for two hours notice, I'm happy with my answer. You know what I mean? I could take a week to really kind of figure out which one it was. But if you ask me, you know, top of my head, I, I went with this one. So it's it's a great answer. So it's the sure. War of Warcraft episode <laughs> yeah. of South Park. South Park, yeah. So 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 let's let's talk about yeah. that. So uh, you know, in in sort of forcing you to decide within in two hours split notice, uh, how did you come across uh, War of Warcraft episode? Um, well, first of all, to narrow it down was tough. Yeah. And um, lots of great TV shows out there. Uh, uh, you know, I remember recommending stuff to friends. So it's interesting when you asked me that. I didn't actually go with... Like, I feel like South Park is, in a weird way, underrated. Yeah. You know, it's been going for so long. Its standards are so high. It's The, the satirical element is always on the nose. Um, Their scripts are very well written. If you analyze it from a... If you're, if you're a writing geek... And you analyze how they write the episodes, the story arc, the AB story, the crisscross re- resolution. Uh, also, the humor is very much up my alley. Uh, in term, not just the cringe humor. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about that deeper layer, um, and that uh, you know the shows where nobody wins, right? Yeah. So like Seinfeld, like Curb, where in the end everybody loses. South Park has that as well. You know, everybody loses at the end. There's no real winner. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, yeah. exactly. And yeah. then, it, then it kind of resets in, yeah. in, in the next episode. Yeah. So, so I, I appreciate that. You know, absurdism and also the the nihilistic like tones of it, and yeah. the, and the on the nose satirical, uh, uh, you know, layers of the of the series. Yeah. And I was thinking about that series and my favorite episode of it and. There's so many times when I've sat there. You know how jaded we are. We watch so much. You know, I work in comedy. You watch so much TV. We watch stuff. How often do we laugh out loud just looking at something and pausing the episode and having to like laugh and process what just happened? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you know, so many moments in South Park. So I was trying to remember all the moments when that happened. It's so because I, I remember having those moments in South Park, and uh, the one that jumped to mind was World of Warcraft. Because yeah. I remember there was hype for it before the episode came out. There was hype, hype for the episode. Like South Park is doing a World of Warcraft episode, and and um, you know I I was you know the I think it's called Machima Ma- Machina. What do yeah, you yeah, yeah, when yeah, you, yeah, yeah. When you make TV shows based off video games using the animation, for yeah, video yeah, games. like uh, Machinima is that? Yeah, uh, Machinima. Yeah. Machinima. Um, you know, Red versus Blue pioneered it in Halo, yeah. and then it kind of so for them to do it was kind of cool. It appealed to my. 
computer geeky side. Um, and I actually don't play World of Warcraft. That's the <laughs> that, that's the funny that's the thing. thing. Yeah, yeah, I don't. I never played it. I never got. I never. I haven't played a single second of World of Warcraft. I remember when it was big. I was in university at the time when it was big. I lost a lot of friends to it. Yeah, like they spent they spent money and their lives, so much time into this fucking game. Yeah, which and and. I'm a I'm a huge video gamer by the way, but I can't play first or third person shooters. It's my, it, I think it helped my life a lot because if I play those kind of first person or third person shooters, I, I actually get dizzy. Yeah. So because of that, I never got addicted to those kind of games. You know, I got addicted to other kinds of games, but not that. Um, but I appreciate video game culture. I appreciate the storytelling in video games. So um, South Park mixing with video games was like right up my alley. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I remember watching the episode, and you know, it jumps from South Park into the the World of Warcraft world. Where if you never watched the episode, they use the World of Warcraft game to have to play out the episode yeah 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 the actual animation i mean it's yeah. it's legit and I, I always wondered because there were some parts of the episode where the the characters were doing things that i felt couldn't have been in the game but i never played the game so i don't know for sure but i felt like there was special animation made for south park the, the, the characters were doing things which i don't think you could do in yeah. game I, yeah. i'm not sure about this but you know yeah yeah uh and just uh, again i mean it's hard to talk about without going to specifics and again i i actually haven't watched it in in years and so as in that episode i haven't seen it in years and so when you asked me i remember that was the one that stood out but i can't i i didn't rewatch i didn't cheat i didn't rewatch it before this <laughs> podcast yeah but i do remember you know the how on the nose it was with with dealing with people who <laughs> was so into the game yeah and it, the kids become like these just disgusting you know, blobs. Blob. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They, all they do is With play the, the kids, yeah. and then they're they're completely yeah. overweight. Yeah, and, and they're and, like having diarrhea in buckets because yeah. they can't be bothered going to the toilet. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And I think yeah, Cart Cartman, of course. All right, major stone shield potions should be. Oh God, I'm gonna have diarrhea again. Uh, uh, you can't go to the bathroom. You're stacking Sunder armor. It's okay. Mom, bathroom. What, hon? Bathroom, bathroom. Oh, that's a big boy, isn't he? All right, Kenny, drink your elixir of the mongoose. I'm now going to use mocking blow. Yeah, and there was something about I think there was this troll who became overpowered in the game. Yeah. And so to defeat them, they had to level up. But the only thing they could kill to level up were like you know uh, um, these like very low level rats or or grunts which are worth like you know very low experience points. So to level up. To that, they had to kill like, you know, like millions of those things just to get to that yeah, high level. Yeah, it took them took them weeks and yeah. weeks, and, and that's when they did the like the the Karate Kid montage yeah, with yeah. the music of them like powering up, and and that's when they got fat and, yeah, and disgusting. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. you know what's funny is that that episode is twelve years old, which is insane. I can't even, I didn't even know that. Um, but it still feels really kind contemporary. Of yeah, just change the game. You know, instead, you yeah. know, it, it's uh, you know, in, instead of that, maybe it's you know, for for the young kids. I have young kids, so right. so I know what they're obsessed with right, right. now, and and uh, you know, like Roblox, Mine Minecraft, example, and, it's and, Minecraft and, again. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. And Fortnite, Fortnite, Fortnite is the again, game yeah. that everyone is is playing now. But but the the whole idea of the the kids sitting on the couch for hours on end hasn't changed. It hasn't so it's changed. still very relevant. And yeah, there were really cool um like uh I think Randy's dad 
got involved in it. Yeah, yeah, and, um, yeah. And I could relate to that. Being yeah. the, 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 the the noob, the noob dad. Yeah, who, yeah. <laughs> kind of <laughs> is awful at yeah. it. My like my kids want me to play with them all the time, and then I come in and I am terrible because I'm a noob. And and at some point I'm like, guys, you don't want me playing this with you. But that's nice that they ask you to play. They want <laughs> yeah. to get involved with you. Yeah, exactly. Were you ever in video games? Were you ever into it? Not not to that extent, because right. you know I. But by, by the time like all that gaming kind of came out, I, I think I was too busy <laughs> covering TV and right. watching TV. So, right. so I was going to say about South Park, because because you mentioned you're right, and that South Park is so underrated these days. Because we forget when South Park came out in like '98, it was so revolutionary. Yes. It was so that was one of those things where you got the tape, you got the VHS tape, yes. and I got the screener, and I ran back to my apartment and would show my friends, and I'd have friends over. And whenever I had a friend over, I'd be like, you got to watch the right. pilot to this new show because right. it is, it, it's like nothing you've ever seen yeah. before. Yeah. And, and we kind of take it for granted now. Yeah. So, so tell me more. You, you mentioned how it was banned in Singapore. When yeah. you were, how, how, how old were you when it uh, launched in like now, 98, 99? I feel like it was 90, was it 96 or 95 or? Anyway, yeah, it was around I, there. But you were, you, were, yeah. you were still a kid, right? Yeah, so, I was 10 years old. Yeah. Um, and it came out and it made the news for being banned for you know swearing or something uh, you know and uh, i i remember i think we only caught glimpses of it in singapore i can't remember how we caught glimpses the fact they reported it as censored probably didn't help because it made us want to you know watch even more yeah i was gonna say especially as like you know a 10 11 12 year old yeah yeah, like like, what is this what is this and then all i remember was images of that that paper cutout animation style and um, Mr. Poopy, Mr. Hanky, sorry. Hanky. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> yeah, you know, oh, Mr. this, this thing is a, is a piece of shit that's talking. Right. And immediately, like, what is going on here? And I, but I was no stranger to adult animation because I would stay up late at night to watch. Uh, I don't know if you remember like all the adult animations, like The Critic. Mm-hmm. Remember the crew, yeah, John? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was. I would stay up to watch. It. I was like, this is awesome. Like I would yeah. stay up till it, it would air in Singapore, like after midnight for some reason, and I like. Like always, like look out for it when I saw it on the TV listings that day. I'd be like, oh, fuck, I gotta stay up and watch yeah. it. So I was like no stranger to like adult animation. Yeah, yeah. Um, did, did you watch much Simpsons back then? Yeah, yeah, I did. I did watch a lot of Simpsons. Uh, Simpsons Ed in Singapore, and uh, what was the other one? I mean, there's a lot of children's cartoons that were ahead of their time. You know, like um, you know, Batman is arguably a very you know, uh, adult kind of animation, yeah. animated series. I remember obscure ones. People don't know Captain Simeon and the Space Monkeys. Um, I remember Exo Squad. Like there were some cartoons that you watch and you're like, man, this is awesome. Like the story's great. The animation's great. It's for kids, but it's like, it's not dumbed down. Uh-huh. You know, and those are my favorite things, which is why I also like uh, Adventure Time. Uh, I mean, obviously Rick and Morty. Yeah. Like I feel like, Adventure Time is for kids, but it's also not, you know what I mean? Like, the great kids shows have things for kids and adults. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's on multiple levels. Yeah, Yeah, multiple levels. So, I I mean, South Park was a parody of a kids show because it was purely meant for adults. But, I mean, I I was no stranger to, like, you know, I was very sick of these. I I never got into the overly obvious kiddie kind of cartoons. You know, I was always about the, um, the ones that, were, you could tell were like kind of deeper, had cool storylines. Yeah, and yeah. One just all kitty and you know, like positive and yeah. Is is there anything that you you think really formed your your sort of 
comedic sensibilities back then? Like uh, as a kid growing up, was there anything like specifically about comedy that that no. kind of like contributed to your sense of humor these days? No, I can't. I'm, I'm, if I, I mean, I'm sure there was, but I can't think of anything. I mean, Seinfeld was great. I watched it as a kid. And I did tell my mom when I was a kid, like, I want to try that someday. You see the segments when Seinfeld would do stand-up in the episodes. Yeah. yeah I want to try that someday. But, I mean, I didn't do anything about it for, like, 20 years. Yeah. So yeah. maybe maybe the only thing I got when I was a kid that influenced my comedy was the idea of, like, complaining as humor. Because uh-huh. a lot of stand-up is complaining. Like, yeah. complaining about stuff. And the idea of you can... You can't complain about something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like usually as a kid you're just kind of supposed to accept it. But the idea of like complaining and making your point through humor, like showing yeah. how dumb whatever you're complaining about is yeah. through humor was probably something I got. Yeah. From Seinfeld, you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 And and probably from some some of the uh the comedic animated shows you're watching yeah. too. So uh, at least a sense of irony probably. Because yeah. again, we, we forget that the until a lot of these animated shows came along. Irony wasn't like uh, the the norm, sure. And yeah. and we speaking of shows that we kind of uh, you know take for granted now. Simpsons obviously changed yes. everyone's sense of humor. I yes. think in the entire world, yes. and and changed how we sort of you know with quick cuts and and absurdity Absurdism, and yeah. and obviously that that's what helped led to you know South Park when South Park came on. It really like other than Simpsons and and Critic and maybe two others, there still weren't many adult animated shows. No. And then the floodgates opened after yeah. South Park came Family and, and guy. yeah and reminded yeah. everyone, oh yeah, you can still do this and not just be the Simpsons. Yes. Yes. So, absolutely. Now you mentioned you got to South Park relatively later. Yes. What, who? Who? Uh, how did you get introduced to that? No, but I mean, South Park is always in the public consciousness. Yeah. It's like we take it for granted because it's always on, and um, it, you know, it hasn't stopped airing. So it's one. Of the, it's like Simpsons. Like we don't even. It's not. It doesn't feel like must-watch TV because you feel like it's always there. I, that's my opinion, anyway. And so I can't remember what it was that got me back onto it. But I was definitely in university at law school in Australia, and um, you know it's very much tied into internet internet culture of you know watching shows illegally through various means, whatever it is. So in South Park is suited for that because it's short, yeah, twenty two minutes. You know, it's very suited for like it's basically suited for pirating. Like yeah. it's, it's almost perfect for pirating, really, because yeah. it's it's so it's such a small file size, and also the humor is very. You know, um, uh, like uh, suited to that demographic of internet users, yeah. and, get and so um, uh, a combination of kind of, you know, being a college student and um, having time and uh, having, you know, being on the computer a lot just kind of led me back to South Park and yeah. and watching again and yeah and and. I have a bigger appreciation for it now after writing my own TV show of how well written they are. Yeah. And they and watching them talk about it in the documentary Six Days to Air, they say like it's there was a they made a good point that I I related to very strongly when I was writing about how it's never perfect. Like they 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 always felt like it's it's over, like oh this was the worst episode ever and then it turns out to be the best episode they've ever done. You know yeah, what I mean? Like yeah. they, they kept having those feeling that that feeling of like, oh fuck, we fucked it up now. Like we 
this this sucks. Yeah, yeah. And but then, it's it's funny because you probably like usually the ones that you thought nailed it are the ones that sucked, ultimately yeah. <laughs> aren't as aren't as good. Sure, sure. Um, I I do love by the way that uh, you know a memo to, to Viacom that you were uh, pirating uh, South yeah, Park. Yeah, uh, shout uh, out back in the day. <laughs> yeah, pirating South Park. Uh, but I mean, yo, in that's how a lot of culture spreads through piracy. Yeah. you know, like that's how we walk, That's how everyone got into Broad City in Australia. We got into Broad City because we pirated it. Yeah. You know, yeah. like that's, and then it became must watch TV. So, I mean, I'm not trying to justify it, but in a weird way, you know. It, hey, you know what? It got you to Viacom and Comedy Central. Yeah, so yeah. somehow, you know, it, it all it all worked out. Yeah, um, yeah. So so tell me the story of, of Australia, because I, I know obviously sure. you've lived uh, around the world. Yeah. Uh, uh, but, uh, you know, eventually you, you lived in uh, New Hampshire, right? Is that Yeah, so I, uh, my parents, I, I was born in Malaysia, and then my parents um, went to college very late in life. Uh-huh. They went to college after they had two kids in their late 30s. And so they went to college in New Hampshire, so they brought us along. So I was there for like about four years, yeah. and then we were like good immigrants. So we went back. We didn't stay in America. We went back. <laughs> we got. We went back to where we came from. Uh-huh. And so I was in. Uh, I was in Singapore for like ten years, and then I applied for college in Australia. I went to law school in Australia. Yeah. yeah. So why why Australia? Uh, at uh, law school in Australia as undergraduate, so meaning it's shorter and uh-huh. cheaper. Uh, also, my sister was there. Also, it was it was. To be honest, it was a little bit of it was almost the path of least resistance because I really wanted to go back to America, but I couldn't justify the undergrad plus postgrad of law school. And also, my sister, you know, I had no family there. I'd start from scratch, and I got I was accepted into Australia. So I was like, all right, just you know, it was a bit of path of least resistance yeah. to be honest. And I was just trying to get out of Singapore. At that time, I was very much like I just need to get out of here. So yeah, I, just, yeah. I need to watch South Park episodes. Yeah, so. I need to pirate South Park <laughs> yeah. without being, you know, uh, censored. So yeah. I I went to Australia and did I went to law school there and I did two degrees in five years at University of Melbourne and um, and then just started doing comedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's when yeah. I started doing stand up. And then the re- rest is history. Rest and is and, history, and yeah. now you're writing about your experience. Yeah. So it, so it, it paid off. You, you may not I be guess. practicing law, but ultimately. Going to law school in Australia yeah. turned turned into a series. Turned into a story, yeah. Turned into a story. So, yeah, I guess you never know where the you know opportunities lead you. Yeah, and what yeah. You're, what you how it, how it'll benefit you later on. So, how how did you decide to uh, turn that into a series? Yeah, so I was approached by uh, the ABC in Australia, not to be confused with the ABC in America. Right. Uh, ABC in Australia is, is kind of like the PBS, uh, but with more scripted stuff. Um, so it's a government funded channel. Um, and they approached me to write a comedy show for them and they said you know just come up with a pitch and pitch it to us and so uh, I was thankful that me and my co-creator Declan Fay um, he and I got together and he counseled me on it and I was fortunate that I was just experienced enough still very green to showbiz and storytelling and comedy but I was experienced enough to know that I needed to tell a story that no one else had told before. That's yeah. how you get cool stories. Right, right. And I was thinking about what what's the story that I could tell that no one else could tell. And that was the story of international students in uh, Australia, studying in Australia. And the thing about international students from Asia studying in Western countries, Australia, US, UK, Canada, is that it so many of us do it we in asia we go overseas to study mm-hmm. western education in colleges and universities and then 
you know, we we were, were there, and then we finish our degrees, we stay a couple years maybe, and then we go back, and and then we send our kids there. It's a generational thing, you know. And in Australia, it's a billion dollar industry. I'm sure it's a billion dollar industry in America and, and the UK. And so with this much money, this many people, you know, I, I felt it was it was uh, and it's it's such a part of the Australian story that these people come in, study, and then leave, you know, and no one ever tells that story. No one's able to tell that story. So I, I wanted to kind of capture that and and um, uh, t- and tell that story, which is a part of the Australian story. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it's part of the American story as well. And, yeah. And the way the East interacts with the West in these days especially is a lot of it interacts through um, the universities and colleges because – that's where, if you're American, that's where you're most likely to meet all these Asian people from Asia. Mm-hmm. And if you're Asian, if you're Asian person from Asia, you're most likely to meet Americans as your peers in college. Yeah. So it's such a intersectional point in society that is never talked about. You know. So I, uh, and I'll, I'm lucky to be in a position to talk about it. So I wanted to tell this story. Yeah. Yeah. No. Ripe for stories, and also yeah. like as as the cliche goes, write what you know. Yeah. And, and yeah, yeah. Obviously. And I think with storytelling, authenticity resonates. And I think uh, that's why I wanted to tell it because I know I could tell. I knew what the um, how how this story would look like if it was told with authenticity. Like I knew what it should look like. Yeah. So so I had asked you also to uh, pick your your favorite episode. Yes. Which I know again they're all your babies, so it's yes, hard hard to pick hard. an episode. But interesting that you picked one that that in some ways actually relates back to the South Park episode we talked about. Sure. So so again we're talking about uh, you know computers and, yeah. and hacking and 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 things like that. And yeah, it was tough to pick one. I gotta be honest, but uh, I like that episode. Uh, so, so I mean, I, without context, uh, there's an episode in my TV show about. Um, where uh, I am doing work with uh, my co-star Molly, uh, who plays Asher, and we're doing a, a school assignment, you know, essay, and her computer breaks down from a virus. And That's so an I, ancient computer, like right. from from the, like the late eighties right. or something. She she has she's a poor student, so she buys this like obsolete computer. And we end up getting a virus on it. And I'm very confident of my computer skills, so I try to fix it. And um, the whole thing becomes like a video game uh, of trying to complete these quests. And she, so we, we attack it in a two-pronged manner, the problem. I try to fix the computer, and she tries to get an extension on the assignment. And her excuse for getting an extension is um, uh, because the school doesn't accept computer problems as a, uh, a, a reason to get extension. But for some reason, and this is true, by the way, this is Melbourne University. This happened to my friend where they don't accept, if your computer breaks down, that's not an excuse. But one of my friends got an got a extension because they broke up with someone. So, yeah, which, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, figure that out, right? Bizarre, yeah. Yeah, so the episode is about her basically discovering that um, having a computer virus is not a reason to be granted an extension, but breaking up with someone is. So she kind of pretends to break up with me, and the whole thing kind of meets in the middle again, where I have to kind of prove that we broke up or whatever. Yeah. And, and so um, I I like the episode because uh, uh, there's a, a kind of in-game element with it. We kind of make fun of the uh, the the 
video game trope in terms of questing. Yeah, yeah. Completing quests. Especially like those those early 90s, right. like low res. Yeah, uh, low, yeah. Uh, late eight, 80s. 8-bit, eight, eight yeah. 8-bit yeah, eight uh, eight kind of um, uh, aesthetic. And also, um, it's uh, the storyline. This episode in particular, I feel like the A and B stories met up quite nicely where uh, the B story ended up being a solution for the A story. Like it just met yeah. up in the middle and then we see callbacks to earlier things and you know, I'm pretty happy with how the episode turned out. Um, so that's why I picked it. But um, I mean, that was tough. It was tough yeah. to pick one. Yeah, yeah. No, that's cool. Yeah. It's called Extension Quest. Yeah. And uh, yeah, the, another episode that I watched uh, – uh, actually has uh, there's an American character yes. uh, who's a friend of yours and, and yeah. who is unwilling to try new things at yeah. first yeah. and then eventually <laughs> discovers you know bubble tea yes. or or you guys never actually called it boba in the episode which I thought maybe that's an Australian yeah. thing they don't call it boba no in no we, it's an Asian thing we just call it bubble tea yeah 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 so so but uh, but you know it's hysterical to see him like you know be infatuated by it all of a sudden it's a nice yeah. message given the world we live in right sure, now sure. and just reminding people to. You know that uh, that there are there there is a world out the out yeah. those doors. Yeah, and I think what's one thing I got from the Daily Show is one thing that influenced my comedy of the Daily Show was at the Daily Show we're always asking what are we trying to say, what are we trying to say with this? So this joke is funny, but what are we trying to say? And that's something I never really focused on before I started at the Daily Show. Before that, it was how do we make people laugh? But what you're trying, what are we trying to say, is such a powerful question because it, I think if, if if done right, it adds more to whatever joke you're telling because you're not only making people laugh, you're making people laugh for a reason or whatever that is, you know, and I, that kind of, I think that hits a bit harder. So with that episode, the one you just talked about, the bubble tea episode, um, that was very much on my mind. Like, are we trying, you know, what are we trying to say with this episode about how when we tell stories about Asia from a Western perspective, it's always like, like, we're being very diverse and we're inclusive. But from our perspective, we're like, this is just normal life. Right. Like you're making it out. And in a weird way, by you trying to frame it as diversity, you're making it weird. Because <laughs> for us, this is this is like right. normal. Right, right, yeah. exactly. Yeah, so, uh, it, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's like you're just going to McDonald's. Right, or, yeah. It's, right. Well, just is, having bubble tea. Yeah. Like, it's not, it's, this and, is not a... <laughs> right. When you frame, if it was a Western perspective, it would be, look at this usual, look how like cool this is and... and and how um, open-minded we are to this stuff. <laughs> and for us, we're like, it's just bubble tea, man. Like, right. just relax. Because yeah. I, I, I didn't know. Like, I, you know, I, I, I guess I, I mean, I'm not, like, addicted to bubble tea, but I have it once in a while. And I, I would remember, I remember bringing, because I grew up in Asia, and it was nothing. And then you bring, like, white friends to it, and they're always so weirded out. And, like, <laughs> they made it into this huge thing yeah. that I always felt like, yo, you don't have to have it. Right. Don't have it. Like, don't, you know, I didn't know it was such a big, they make it into this huge, it's just like milk tea. It's right. just milk tea, that's all it is. But they made it into this, like, exotic thing that I felt was actually kind of, frustrating because i'm like it's just milk tea guys it's yeah. not even yeah. that crazy yeah exactly yeah no that's but like, thanks for watching it by the way and you, and you watch a lot of tv so i mean you know uh the fact that you thought there was something in there you know that that means a lot yeah no no absolutely yeah. uh hey the other thing before i let you go no, is uh crazy rich asians yes so which uh we're very excited about yeah. um so and, and obviously you're in that as well yes, uh, yes. Tell us real quick, uh, sort of your your involvement and, and what should we should be looking forward to. Sure. So uh, I I'm, I mean I play a, a huge dick in the movie, um, <laughs> which uh, very little acting needed to be done for that. Yeah, and uh, yeah. uh, it's method acting, right? Just uh, oh, it's not even method. It's go on stage, be yourself. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and um, it's 
man, where do you start with this? I mean, all Asian cast. It's a Singapore story, which hits particularly close to home for me because I grew up in Singapore. Yeah, yeah. And to see Singapore portrayed in Hollywood, in a Hollywood movie, as a character in the movie, the way New York is a character in a Woody Allen film, you know, um, is portrayed with you know dignity and class and as a positive place, you know, where cool things happen is is cool. It's yeah. fun, um, and it's kind of given its due, you know, as a as a as a as a fully fledged place to live and um, you know there's a lot of layers in this movie at its very surface level it's a rom-com about you know obviously rich Asian people but there's a lot of intersectional um, points in there about um, Asian Americans reconnecting with their Asian roots Mm -hmm. Uh, there's obviously a love story there but it's also about class it's a a class issue about uh, you know rich families and poor families and um, kind of your, your how much do you owe your family and your personal life individualism versus kind of uh, uh, family thinking group thinking you know uh, competing philosophies east and west um, and uh, yeah there's a lot of layers to it I find very interesting um, that haven't really been talked about yeah in in western media I think because uh, a lot of people kind of lump it you know Asian stories as one thing, but Asian people aren't a monolith. You know, so uh, this 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 story is so specific. It's so interesting to me that it got so specific to Singapore, Singapore Chinese people. Yeah, you know, we're not even talking about like Chinese people. We're talking about Singapore Chinese people. It's right. such a niche thing, but it goes back to what I said about authenticity resonates. So you can tell niche stories, but if they're off, they come from an authentic place. I think it resonates with people. You yeah. Know? So. Um, yeah, I don't know how to, uh, you know, how else to describe it. Other than we know you're a dick. Yeah, in, a huge film, dick in so, it. So. so if you like seeing uh, Chinese people be huge dicks, which is kind of empowering, to be honest. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, check out the movie, August 15th. Yeah, we're very yeah. proud of it. Yeah. I saw it a few times already, and um, I think it's great. Obviously, I'm biased. Uh, it's a fun rom-com. It's positive. It, it. It talks about it, it portrays Asian culture without being heavy-handed about it, and that's one of my favorite things about the movie, amongst many many things, that it doesn't explain itself. It just kind of shows Asian culture, and everyone gets it. We all get what you know. We all get what a dumpling is. We don't need to go into how this is like a traditional Chinese food that's served. For, you know, like we get it. You're making yeah. dumplings. We get it. You know, so they would show Asian culture without over-explaining it, which I think is one of the strongest things yeah. to take away from the movie. Yeah. 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 We'll definitely look forward to that and, yeah. and the series as well. It's a good time to be Ronnie. Oh, it's okay. Yeah, thanks yeah, a lot. I hope yeah. people watch the TV show. I hope they like it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And and yeah, so the TV show, by the way, it's uh, going to be available on the app, right? It's, yes, it's digitally. Central, I think uh, it'll be on ComedyCentral.com as well, but it's mainly on the app. It'll be, uh, it's airing August 13th. It'll air on the channel as well, but it's available on demand on the app. The pilot is always available without logging in. Um, and I think the episodes got better the more we did it. So I hope people give it a chance, you know, the pilot. And then if you give it a chance, I think it gets stronger and stronger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely, definitely. Yeah. And and uh, also, uh, you know, feel free to pirate it, right? Yeah, feel so, free to pirate yeah, it. Yeah. It's already available it's, on Torrents. It's but, already been pirated around the world. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't have to wait until August. No. Just watch it right now. Do it right now, yeah. yeah. Uh, that, interestingly enough, there's a, there's a U.S. cut, which I, hasn't been pirated because... So the U.S. version is twenty-two minutes, and ah. the Australian version is thirty minutes. Oh, so so you yeah. had to, you had to. That's a lot to have to cut. Yeah, yeah, but you know, sometimes with comedy, uh, less is more. Yeah, you know, with comedy, 
um, the cuts I thought would be brutal, but they, uh, you know, I think they kind of made the show a bit better. Yeah. And now that I know, I'm I'm kind of I know more about making television, so I was able to kind of really analyze what to make and what not to make. I mean, this is the first thing I first TV show I ever made, so I was very much learning on the job. And so having the benefit of working on a Daily Show and seeing the whole series and being able to go back and cut it down, I think it's you know hugely beneficial. So with the exception of the pilot, which I wish we got a little bit more time with because pilots are tough. You know, you got to set up a universe and tell a story. Um, so we, I, I, you know, I wish we got a little bit more time with that in terms of episode length. The other episodes I feel are stronger for being a little shorter. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I mean, that's a little geeky TV writing thing. <laughs> exactly. It, I'm sure your fans will appreciate. Yeah. So, yeah, it's in, inside, uh, the behind the scenes on how yeah, it's yeah. made. Well, Ronnie, thanks so much for dropping by. I Very good to see you again, Michael. Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah. definitely. That's it for this edition of My Favorite Episode. Join us again next time as we once again explore another guest pick. And be sure to subscribe to My Favorite Episode on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or anywhere you download podcasts. Also, head on over to Variety.com for your daily fix of TV news, analysis, and reviews. I'm Michael Schneider, and we'll see you again next time. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.